And welcome back to the Reimagining Education podcast, a production by Michigan International Prep School. My name is Amy Dunlap, and today I'm really excited to be sitting here with Mr. David Pilgreen, our secondary principal. So welcome, Mr. Pilgreen. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited for this. So am I. It's always fun to chat with you, and it's going to be fun to show our families um, a little bit more about you. So let's just dive right in. Tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe a little bit about your previous positions, um, sort of what brought you into education, anything personal that you want to share? Sure. Awesome. Yeah. So a um, little bit of background. Uh, I am the son of a teacher. My mom was a Spanish teacher for 28 years. Um, and so I've always grown up with, uh, you know, a teacher in the house and like uh, an appreciation for learning and the, the idea that just, uh, you know, uh, learning is a lifelong adventure. I remember being a kid and in Spanish class. And I would say, I'd be like, mom, how do we say this? And then she would say, well, if you want to say it in first person, it would be this, but if it's plural, it's this. And I was like, mom, I just needed to know how to say this one. And then I all the time catch myself doing that um, as a teacher myself right now that I, uh, I've been teaching, I've been a teacher for the past 12 years. Uh, I've been teaching history. So if I, you know, we're driving past something and I recognize the historical uh, significance of it, I'll say, hey, this is what this is. And this is why it's called that. And, uh, you know, everybody, all my friends and family kind of roll their eyes and we all laugh about it. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, I, it, I come by it naturally. Um, and it's, you know, because of that, it's very exciting. Um, and so for the past three years, I've been uh, working at MIPS as a high school history teacher. Um, and then as recent as January, I have transitioned into becoming a uh, the secondary principal. So the 6 through 12 principal here at Michigan International Prep School. I love that. We're excited. I love that you're talking about uh, driving and, and making those connections. Um, I do the same thing. I am blessed that my son also loves history. So it's always okay to make those connections, but it's like how we keep it alive. Right. Right. Um, and that's right. where the passion comes in. So I love it. Um, so talk to me a little bit about uh, what initially brought you to MIPS. You've been here for three years now and you're still here and you, you, you've sort of moved up the chains to a, a bigger role to be able to have a greater impact. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about what was the, the, um, appeal to join our school. Yeah. So I think like, especially the past four years, we have seen that things in society have changed. The way people work changes, the way people go to school changes. And I'm really excited at the opportunity at MIPS to provide that change for our students. Um, I think about it a lot. Um, I have friends, uh, I have family members who do jobs that I didn't know about when I was a kid and didn't exist when I was a kid, right? And so with the world changing and technology changing and the way jobs are, are changing, um, I feel a school like MIPS, specifically MIPS, I guess, is um, helping our students prepare for what the future holds, right? Like if you had told me when I started teaching, you, you could teach virtually, I, that I wouldn't have understood what that meant. And so when we are preparing our students, I think it's incumbent upon us to prepare our students for a job a job world that exists in the future, not for jobs that only have taken place in the past. And so much as we see of of life now takes place online um, through jo uh, through jobs that are remote. And so, if we can prepare our students to to be comfortable working remotely, be being self starters, using things like Google calendars to help organize their day, um, then they have a leg up when it comes to whatever job they want to do after work. Uh, I mean, after school. Sorry. So. That's, a, that's something that's really exciting to me is just preparing students for a future that looks a lot different than the future that I was anticipating when I was preparing for the future. I think that's very well put. And I think that's something that we hear our students say as they come back um, to us, which is really neat as well. So um, thank you for that. So 
you this is not your first leadership role. Um, obviously, this is a, a new title, a little bit of a bigger title. Um, but you've been doing leadership things um, throughout your time here at Michigan International Prep School. Talk me through a little bit about uh, what leadership roles have you held and sort of what are you looking most forward to do in this new role? Yeah, so I was the secondary instructional coach um, for the high school team. Um, and I love that because I, so when I started teaching, I was like, I'm going to, I love teaching. I'm going to be a teacher until for 30 years, I'm going to retire just like my mom did, right? Like I talked about her. Um, and then through just doing different jobs at different schools, I started to experience what it was like to be a teacher leader. I could kind of be, I could still be in the classroom. I could work with students. I can share the love of history that I have with my students. But then I also could take things that I noticed that as staff, we wanted more attention to, right? And so I really enjoyed as a secondary instructional coach, helping my coworkers, my colleagues, um, you know, whether it be with instructional practices, like, hey, I have a lesson I want to teach on this, like, can we talk through it? Or like, hey, we would like administration to know about this. And, you know, um, one of the things that I feel uh, like is is a real impact that um, definitely the high school team had, you know, had a push with was the recently we've um, started the student of the month, right? And that was, uh, it was fun to be able to take an idea out of the high school and then like, say, hey, this is how we can acknowledge and celebrate and recognize our students across the school. Um, and so I've really enjoyed that opportunity to still be in the classroom, but also kind of advocate and work with teachers, work with my colleagues. And then, of course, at the end of the day, right, if we're doing that right, we're, we're helping our students uh, all through the high school. So the great things that are going on at the high school and the middle school level, um, you know, there's communication there, and then it also helps students uh, K-12. So that's, that's what I like about it, and that's kind of some experience that I've had with it. I love it. So what is sort of one maybe fun thing or maybe it doesn't be fun one one professional thing even um, that you would like our families and students to sort of know more about you? Uh, this is a good question. So um, I think uh, something that is important to know is that I, I, you know, I've spent the first part of this interview talking about loving working with students, loving teaching, loving history. Um, and that's not leaving just because I'm a principal now, right? Like I um, when I think about, uh, sometimes like when you hear the word principal, I think maybe sometimes people are like associated with the principal's office. And that's admittedly like what, uh, some people, that's their view of a principal. It's like, you go to the principal when you get in trouble. Right. And I don't want to be that principal. I want to be the principal that like you go and talk to when you, you do really well in a, in a class, or, you know, I have this presentation that I'm doing. I'd like for you to come watch it. And right. And I'll join the class and be a part of that. I've been fortunate to have, um, mentors in, in, in my life that have shown me that, um, you know, those are the, those are the connections that you can make. Those are the connections you can build upon. And so that's the, the kind of principle I want to be. I want to be a principle that is visual that, you know, visible. And that is, you know, it, it, when you see me, it's not like who's in trouble. It's like, Hey, who are we celebrating? And so that's, that's my professional goal. I love that. Well, I think that you're well on your way because I think speaking as, um, I guess I'm going to use the, the term outsider, but speaking as somebody who's been able to sort of watch you with um, the high school team, you can see the love and respect there um, from your colleagues as well as um, from the kids. So I think that the, your impact is just going to continue to grow. And I know I'm personally super excited to see you in this role and, and watch you continue to develop all the great things that you're doing. So thanks for that. Thank um, you. So so let's jump into some, like, some sort of fun things. So over winter break, um, we ran some fun facts about you on social media. Yes. Uh, so I want to dive a little bit deeper because I've got some questions. 
Um, so for one, we've learned that you've vis visited 49 of the 50 states. That's impressive. Like, I don't, I want to go back and count, but I can tell you I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> um, so which one do you have left to visit? Uh, when are you going and what are you hoping to do there? Yeah. So Alaska is my, is the last state that I have to visit. Um, I, uh, I, I hope to get there as soon as possible. Um, my wife has to catch up. She has four more states until Alaska is her last state. So this summer, the plan is to knock those four states out there. Uh, states in the Midwest, we're going to do try to do like a road trip, knock those out, and then plan a trip immediately, like upon a you know return um, to Alaska. Um, I want to go to Alaska in the winter, which is like the coldest time, but I'm I'm cool with that. Um, I want to see the Northern Lights so badly, um, and so and uh, I also want to see the bears. I, I'm if I could be any animal in the world, I'd be a bear. I don't know. I love them, uh, and they're everywhere in Alaska. Uh, so I've heard, I've never been, but that's my, that's, you know, I want to go up there. I want to see the bears and I want to see, uh, the Northern lights. I love that. And maybe hit at the same time as like the Iditarod and check out. Yes, the exactly. That might be fun too. So yeah. I love it. So which four states did your, what does your wife have left? Um, let's see. So it's Iowa, um, North and South Dakota and, uh, Minnesota. So, okay. those are the so it's kind states. of a fun road trip too. Absolutely. There's yeah. a ton of national parks there. We're big national park people. So we have like, we have, we have a plan and really excited to execute on it. I love it. Well, we'll have to circle back after you guys take your trip and uh, hear a little bit more about it or maybe do a history lesson uh, podcast episode on the 50 states. That could be right. a lot of fun too. So but we'll have to think about this. So, that would be cool. So out of the 49 states that you've visited so far, um, do you have a favorite and why? Do I have a favorite state? Um, so I love, I guess, coastal states, which I know isn't an answer, uh, isn't a favorite state, but I love uh, the the difference between like an East Coast beach and a West Coast beach. Like you go to the Pacific Northwest and there are these huge redwood trees that are overlooking like 100 foot cliffs down to the water. Um, that's amazing. And then, you know, you come to you go to the East, um, the East Coast and then there's, you know, just beautiful sand beaches. So I, it's not a great answer, but I love coastal states, I guess, is my answer. I love that. I can take that. But, you know, Michigan kind of has that, too. You can go up to, like, the Porcupines and be up on the cliffs, you know, with That's the country yes. and looking down to the water. So I just got to plug, like, Michigan as well, because you get some of that. It's not or the same, Sleeping for sure. Bear Dunes. Different, but, yes, yeah, Sleeping Bear Dunes. Yes, yeah, same right. thing. So yes. lots That's of opportunities fair. to stay, too. Totally, <laughs> <No>. totally fair. <laughs> I love it though. I hope to, I've not gotten to see all the things that you have. So I hope someday uh, to be able to expand my horizons here. But um, <laughs> anyhow, you also shared with us, I think this is very cool. You actually spent some time teaching um, elementary science in China. Um, so yeah, we'd love I to did. hear more about sort of that experience and how it came to be and what you sort of learned in that process. That was a totally unplanned experience, but um, it's kind of one of my, I don't know, it's certainly not intentional, but if there's an opportunity that presents itself like that, then I'm going to try to you know, everything within my power to make that possible. So uh, I was living and working and teaching in Texas at the time. It was in the middle of the school year, actually. And um, I had a friend who had been teaching elementary school in China. Um, it's an it's kind of an exchange program. American teachers go to China. There they teach um, just a subject of, you know, it, it doesn't, as you mentioned, I, I'm a history teacher, but I was teaching science. So it's not always the discipline that you're in. But um, last minute, they had somebody you know, who was unable to make the trip. And I had a friend call and, and they were like, hey, uh, we have an opening to teach science in, in Beijing. Is that something you're interested in? 
And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. When, when would this be? And she was like, um, it's in three weeks. And I was like, in three weeks, I, I, uh, you know, it was the middle of the school year. Um, it was January. So it was like the start of the second, uh, half of the year. And, uh, I was like, I don't think I can make it. And then I started thinking about it a little bit more. And I was like, if I ask my principal, uh, if I present him the opportunity, if I tell him why I want to do it, um, the worst thing he can do is say no. And I'm right back where I started. And the best case scenario is he says yes. And I go to China and he said, yes. Um, you know, I, I kind of, just presented it as an opportunity to, to grow culturally myself, to grow uh, my, my teaching experiences. And, um, you know, it's admittedly once in a lifetime opportunity, I thought. And um, so very fortunate. My principal uh, met with the other lead team members and they came back and they were like, absolutely. We think it's an excellent opportunity. We think that, you know, if, if you have this opportunity, they, they were like, we'd feel bad taking it from you. And so they said yes. And um Quick, you know, fortunately, I had a passport, got an expedited visa, and uh, in, in under three weeks, I was on an, a 16 hour plane ride to Beijing. Um, and it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. I am so fortunate. I'm so thankful that I just said, you know, worst case scenario is my principal says no, uh, best case scenario, he says yes, and, and he, they said yes. That's amazing. So when you're over there, then how was that to obviously? I'm assuming you don't speak Chinese or you may I, know a little bit. But how did that kind of work with when you actually got there? What did teaching look like? Yeah, so that was totally different. I do not speak Chinese. Um, I also, like, so I landed in Beijing at the airport. And even just trying to communicate, like, through the airport, I was like, this is this is going to be a tough experience. This is going to be, I'm going to be really quiet. I'm not going to I don't speak the language. And there didn't appear, in, you know, immediately that there were a lot of English speakers there. So I, there was definitely, like, trial. It was, uh, fortunately, I had spoken with the people that I was working with and they kind of walked me through the process of how to get through the airport, get to the hotel, all those things. And then once I was there, there were other teachers who were American teachers. My friend was there. And so that was really comforting to know that like I, I was going to be okay. Right. I had people I could talk to. I had people who had experience in Beijing. And, um, and so that was, that really was uh, like, I think opened up the idea that like, we're going to be okay. Right. Um, and then working with the kids was awesome, right? Uh, the the kids did speak English that I worked with, um, the elementary kids. But, you know, it's it was like working with any kids. They were curious. They were excited. We were, you know, it was elementary science. So we were doing things like making um, uh, baking soda and vinegar volcanoes and dropping basketballs and different types of balls from different from the second floor to see how high they bounce and that kind of stuff. It was just so much fun. We really enjoyed that. Um, and then, you know, it was also a lot of, personal growth. A lot of like, I don't speak the language, but I'm in Beijing for the next few weeks. I have to experience as much of this as I can. And so, you know, we set up a, um, through people we worked with at the school, we set up a tour of the Great Wall of China. And we took a, a we had a, a car carry us out there and do that. We, um, fortunately, the school that I worked for gave me like a MiFi puck and I just threw it in my backpack on a charger. And I was able to use like some Google Translate features to kind of like figure my way out around the city. And it was without a doubt, one of like one of my core memories, uh, you know, I was older in my life, but it was, it's a foundational experience for who I am today. That's awesome. My name is very cool. It gives me the chills to hear about like what a, what a, what an opportunity. It really was. I, yeah, very fortunate and so glad I, I jumped at it. Awesome. But I love hearing about it. So. All right, so we also learned about you that you listened to 39,605 minutes worth of music last year. 
Um, I did the math that equates to over 660 hours, which is almost an entire month of listening to music if you did it nonstop. Um, first off, I think that's amazing. Um, I wish that, that sometimes I could play music and still be able to sort of like multitask, but sometimes it distracts me. So I have to, I have to <laughs> be careful when I'm, when I have it turned on. But so I want to know, like, do you have like a favorite time that you're listening to music? Do you have like a favorite genre? Do you like what's, cause I think you would, you would share, like you listen to all different types of music. You've got lots of things going on. So tell me how you like made this happen. Uh, if, if I'm awake, I try to have music on. I think it just like. Uh, when I'm working, if I'm doing, if I'm not on a call, if I'm working in a spreadsheet or building a lesson, having music on the background, on in the background kind of helps me get into a good workflow. And I can, I can kind of use that music to, to maybe find some creativity, but definitely find some motivation to keep going in times that uh, I want to just like walk away maybe. Um, so definitely if I'm doing work, I, I do that. I love to cook as well. And so it's a great, you know, having music on is a great thing to listen to instead of just pots and pans clanging together, right? Um, big road trip person. So anytime we go on road trips, you know, we have a playlist we'll fire up and and that's just, it's, it is such a important part of my life. I just, like I said, I love listening to music. Um, I am the worst singer on the planet. Uh, the only thing that I'm worse at than singing is playing an instrument. So it really is a shame. Uh, my brother can play, you give him any instrument. He's never seen it before. He can pick it up and play it right away. I got none of that experience, but I do, um, but I do love listening to music. Um, and what do I love to listen to? Uh, whatever's on, right? So it's just kind of depends on the time of day, depends on what activity is going on this morning while I was getting ready to like, you know, get my day going, make a cup of coffee, get ready for the podcast. I was listening to John Mayer, right? It's kind of like some chill music to kind of get the get the day going smoothly. I love it. Well, I think it's great. Um, I'm going to, I've like set a goal for myself to try to do better and to have more music on because um, my, my son is the same way. If there's, if there's a chance to have music on, he's going to have it on. So I just, I'm, I'm going to make myself do better and listen to more because it does, right? It, it, it sets that tone for you. It puts you in a great mood, even if you're like really sad, like it, it just, it, it really boosts you. It's amazing that we have something that, that can do that for us. So, um, awesome. So I wanted to get a little bit serious for a minute. Um, and I didn't like warn you or prep you for this, but it just sure. uh, came to mind. So I want to go there. Um, just for a, a year ago, you were presented with the, um, Michigan charter school associations, uh, my charter hero, um, award, um, which I think is, is a huge deal. Um, and I remember being very excited for you and being able to learn all the things that you're doing um, and, and all the reasons why I personally also agreed with why you deserve that award. Talk to me a little bit about, um, share with our listeners, uh, what was that award and sort of what what feels did you have in going through that process of, of receiving that? Yeah, so uh, the, the award is the uh, Michigan Charter Hero. And honestly, I felt... Uh, at first I was like, is this email going to the right person? Right? Like this is, I, I'm very proud of the work I've done, but I also like, you know, I, I wouldn't be in the position that I am if I didn't work at, a, at, at MIPS. And if I didn't have a team like the, like the high school team that I was a part of. And, um, you know, it was one of my colleagues on the high school team who recommended me. And, uh, it's just, it's very surreal. It's incredibly humbling. It's, it's, um, Certainly not why I became a teacher, but it also doesn't hurt when there's some recognition of the work that you're doing. Um, but as I said then, and as I said, as I'll say now, like it, I, I was recognized, but I couldn't have been able, I, I was put in a great place to succeed 
uh, from leadership here at Michigan International Prep School, from working with incredible colleagues. So uh, my name was on the award, but it certainly wasn't all my doing. I was, I'm just very fortunate, very you know, humbled and, and thankful for the opportunity, but um, that's certainly a testament to our school. Uh, it... Yeah, I love it. I agree. Well, I was, I, I know you're a lot like me where it's, uh, you're not going to take the time to brag. Um, that's not why we're in education, um, but I certainly want to put that out there and make sure people know because the work that you are doing is incredible. Um, I'm always excited to hear what you're doing. I think, um, like I said before, I think that you're going to continue to excel and really build amazing things now in, in your new role and I just, um, I'm blessed to be able to work alongside you and learn from you uh, daily. So congratulations again on that. I know it was about a year ago, but still um, always a great reminder um, to the, the great work that you're doing. So. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. So let's go back to fun. Um, not sure. like throwing in something heavy. We'll go back to fun. So I want to do like a quick, like lightning round of questions. So I'm just going to say something and I just want you to like shoot the first thing that comes to mind out. Sure. Okay. You ready? Let's do it. All right. So how about your favorite color? Uh, I would say blue, but but I went to East Carolina. We are the purple and gold. So purple and gold is my favorite. <laughs> nice. <laughs> about favorite food? Uh, barbecue. Okay. How about within the barbecue realm? Do you have a favorite thing that you like to barbecue? Because you said you like to cook. Um, yeah, I I would say like pulled pork is my favorite. Pulled pork sandwich with coleslaw is oh, it's my favorite. Sounds pretty good. Uh -huh. Go for that right now. Um, what about this kind of a trick one? Because I know that you're going to struggle to give me an answer. But what, what about favorite type of music? Mm, uh, yeah, I I would say anything that's kind of like chill and, and groovy. Something that I can like work to is is what I'm going to go with. So, yeah, that's what I'll say. Fair enough. Um, how about favorite day of the week? Um, favorite day of the week. I've never been asked this question. This is the very first time I've had this question posed to me. Um. I I guess I'll say Friday because I feel like everybody's in a good mood, right? Because it's Friday. Um, you know, we've done all the work that we've done for the week and we're getting ready for the weekend. So Fridays are probably my favorite day of the week. All right. How about favorite season? Fall. Not yeah. Okay. Why? Uh, I love the weather. I love the like all the like when I say fall, we all thought of things. Those are the things I love about fall. Um, how about favorite animal? You've touched on this earlier. It's a bear. It's yeah, absolutely. I'm enamored with them. So, like a specific type or any bear? Uh, any and all. It, preferably one that I can see in the wild. I've never seen a a bear in the wild. Awesome. All right. How about favorite board game? Um, my family's not a big on board games. We do puzzles though, so okay. I'm gonna say puzzles. <laughs> okay. How about a favorite holiday? Uh, Fourth of July. Okay. Uh, it's the middle that of the makes summer. Sense. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm a history teacher. Yeah, Fourth of July. So then with that said, and going back, and I feel like that's going to be a history answer too. What about one subject you'd like to learn more about? Ooh, um, that's really, that's a good question. Um, I think as a history teacher, you always get asked what's your favorite subject or what's your favorite time period. Um, right now, I am really into um, like westward expansion in American history. So like, you know, uh, 1830 to like 1870s, 1880s uh, uh, in the United States, just uh, homesteaders and then all of the things that are associated with uh, the United States like spreading across the West. So very, very into that right now. I love it. That's a great one. Um, how about what's one item that's worth spending money on? Ooh. Um, one item that's worth spending money on. Well, I like to cook. So I'm going to say like, 
if you're gonna get a steak or something like that, spend some money on a steak and uh, you know eat, eat one nice steak a month as opposed to an okay steak a couple of times a month. That would be my love that. That's great. As the wife of a beef farmer, I would say the same thing. So. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> um, what about what is um, a hidden talent that you have? Um, I can reach things on top shelves. I'm you can't tell because of the virtual world, but I'm uh, like six foot seven, so. I can easily reach things. Uh, whenever I go home, my mom has a list of tall jobs for me to do. I love that. <laughs> All right. Last one I've got for you. Finish the phrase, the way to my heart is. Uh, the way to my heart is through community and fellowship and bringing people together. It's, um, it's why I love cooking. It's why I love music. It's why I love teaching, right? Uh, it's a way to experience new things with, with a bunch of people. I love that. Well, anything that you want to leave us with that we didn't cover? No, I think this was fun. Uh, th yeah, I appreciated it. Um, you know, it was fun to be able to talk about the great things we're doing here at Michigan International Prep School. And I'm just excited to be a part of it and excited to see where this goes. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for being here with me today. Um, everybody that's listening, thank you for joining us today um, and getting to know our secondary principal, Mr. David Hillgreen. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode. And in the meantime, check out Michigan International Prep School at miprepschool.org or on any of our social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And have a great rest of your day. Reimagining Education is brought to you by Michigan International Prep School, a tuition-free K-12 online school. If you'd like to learn more about us and what we do, you can visit our website at miprepschool.org. That's miprepschool.org. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast, and we'll talk to you soon.